Welcome to TPQ20, where we go beyond the page with poets about passions, process, pitfalls, and poetry. I'm Courtney Margolin. And I'm Chris Margolin. Let's expand the conversation. Thank you so much for hanging out on TPQ20 today. Uh, we always like to start things off by saying, you know, I, we know who you are, uh, but our audience may not. Um, so if you were to give an elevator pitch of who you are, uh, who are you? Oh, man. Uh, elevator pitch, which means I have like a minute. Um, <laughs> I'm KB. I like to write poems. I always, uh, I also <laughs> write other things um, when I feel inspired to and I don't know. I like to go on walks. Perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, are these long walks on the beach or, uh, you know, through a sidewalk in a city or uh, where, uh, where, where is a good walk for you? Yeah, I'm in Austin. So unfortunately, not a lot of beach space out here, um, <laughs> but mostly like honestly through my neighborhood, like anywhere where there are significant amounts of trees or water nice. are usually the ideal situation. All right. All right. So um, when it comes to the world of, uh, and we'll expand it beyond poetry because, because you do work beyond the realm of just poetry, when it comes to the world of poetry and literature, um, what do you consider your passions? What do you absolutely love? What, uh, what gets you going and gets you to want to read more and write more? Um, honestly, people around me, like when I read something that I wish that I wrote, I am all of a sudden inspired to write. Um, and often when I see myself like reflected in writing, whether it be like terrains, like landscapes that feel really familiar to me or emotions that feel familiar to me or experiences. Um, I'm a black, queer, um, trans, masculine and non-binary person. And um, I often, you know, read black poets and um, queer poets and things like that. Um, so when I like, get a hint of like colloquialism where I'm like, that feels familiar. That feels like home. That feels like, you know, something that brings me back to myself. Like that usually is, yeah, a sense of inspiration. So I'm like <laughs> in, in my best life, I am just always perpetually at an open mic or like reading so I can, you know, get other people's words. Now, are there a couple, are there a couple poets right now that are, that are sitting right there in that, in that realm for you? Um, it's funny. Uh, if you ask me just next week, I'll probably have a different oh, answer. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but right now, uh, I probably would say that I just got a copy of I.S. Jones's uh, chat book, Spells of My Name. Oh, so good. I grabbed my, my copy, came in the mail yesterday. So yes. I'm equally excited. Very gorgeous uh, cover. And the cover very much mirrors. The, the image mirrors the content. Um, so definitely that. Um, also, probably uh, love Jason B. Crawford's stuff. Absolutely. Um, also love... Uh, Rachel McKibben's stuff, um, pretty just like perpetually. <laughs> I reread, I reread uh, Blood uh, a couple like uh, months ago, and I was like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, ooh, I cannot look at stuff that I wrote like you know <laughs> five years ago and feel the same, <laughs> feel the same yeah, way. But just thinking five years from now, you'll be able to look back at this at, at this and uh, 
and know that you did exactly that. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm hoping that's the that's the goal. My perpetual poet goal is like I want to be good enough to where someone wishes they wrote one of my poems. Ooh, I think that's absolute. That that is a good goal. Um, so, what are your passions outside of the world of writing and reading? What do you know? And long walks. But what uh you know what are those things that people might not know about you uh, that you abs- that you love that might be uh, that might be a little hidden? Hmm. Um. I love music. Um, I would say that music was probably my first love before writing, um, or concurrently even because I've been journaling since I was a kid, and I've also been like losing myself in music since I was a kid. Um, so I listen to a lot of stuff. I'm like, my Spotify rap just happened. Um, and it's probably like 40,000 minutes of listening to stuff, but like, that's honestly lower than the amount that I usually listen to. Right. Um, so like literally anywhere on my walks, um, you know, around the house, in the car, I'm always listening to music. Um, so I don't know. I just, I love the technicality of music. I don't know. I was a band geek in, um, Middle school and high school. What did you you play? I played uh, drums, which is the the gay thing to play Um, (laughs) as a, you know, AFAB person. But (laughs) yeah, yeah. I love the technicality of music. I also love just like how vibey it is, like um, how how less, uh, what do you call it? Um, rules it has like it's similar to poetry in that way where it's like if I tell you something is a poem then it's a poem right right and like if a musician says that something is music so long as it has an instrument and a voice on it it is music you know period absolutely right and I know like it's it's I like that that it makes a lot of sense reading your poetry it makes sense that percussion is something that you would that you would be into because you do offer a lot of space and, and diction in, in what you do um, and so I think there's, there is a, a nice map to that and kind of the, the way that, you know, you might play something on the drums, you might also have something on the page that mimics those, uh, those percussive movements. Oh yeah. And I, thank you for that. I come from, you know, the tradition of spoken word. Like when I first started poetry, it was in like a after school poetry slam, you know, thing. So very oratory. I was also a theater geek. So like double the gay, um, pretty much. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah, I really come from a tradition where it's like, you cannot be boring when you step on stage and perform your poem. Right. And right. I want that same effect when someone is reading the poem. So a lot of times in the revision process, I have to say things out loud continuously to make sure that I'm not fumbling my words and to make sure that the rhythm of it feels good. So um, well, I'm glad that that come, comes across. And it does. And I think that's, you know, one of the questions that I, that I like to go back to when I have somebody who's kind of lived in that spoken word and page world, do you find that you uh, write differently when it's something you know is going to be performed versus something you know is going to be read on page? I mean, I try to write poems that like to, I try to write poems that all have the potential to be performed. Right. Um, Like if I don't want to perform it, I feel like that's an issue. Um, And, and it's not like there are poems. I will say in my chat book that do not perform 
only because it's like very heavy, right? Um, and oftentimes, unless I'm, you know, teaching a lesson on sexual sexual trauma or something, you probably don't want me to read that poem out loud, right? So it's just stuff like that. But um, I don't know. I feel like it, it makes no it makes no difference to me. Like I, when I am crafting a poem, I want it to both be oratory and also like do some things for people on text. Nice. How uh, do you still, I mean, obviously in the, in the COVID world, it's not as, not as easy, but uh, are you looking forward to going back to like a slam scene? Um, I have not slammed in a very long time, probably since I was 18. Okay. So that is a thing that I can officially say I've retired from, but I love going, I love going to slams. I love the uh, communal aspect of slams. I love the, like the things that I learned, you know, about like what it means to be a performer, but like also what it means to be a person um, in those early high school days. And also, yeah, like, I don't know. I love being in slam spaces more so as like a spectator and also cheerleader of everyone. Um, I do have this um, show coming up with Right About Now mm. in Houston. Um, yeah, yeah. Ebony Stewart. The one that really like taught all of us, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she, is, uh, she, is, um, <laughs> she is in the, uh, you know, that, that pantheon Mount Rushmore of poetry in, uh, in our household for sure. Yeah, I'm like, Ebony has sons. But yeah, I'm going to be out there um, doing a reading in February. Um, though I wouldn't like they have like you know qualifying slam of course right. like ebony's out there and amir and all the really awesome other amazing houston poets so yeah very cool so when it comes to your writing process um are you a nine to fiver do you have any weird superstitions have to light a bunch of candles and incense around you uh pour half a cup of tea with a little bit of milk um is there anything that you uh you know what's your what is your process when you sit down to write or stand up to write I honestly wish I had like, you know, the incense and tea and whatever answer, but, and I feel like my writing process changes over time. Right now, um, I just started kind of transitioning into being a full-time artist slash consultant. So I'm like making my own schedule. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I, but like before then, probably for the year or two before then, but before now, I was a sporadic writer, just like writing when inspired and writing when I'm in like workshop spaces that require that. Um, <laughs> and also writing when I'm on a deadline. Unfortunately, I wish I was <laughs> a everyday writer and I want to like move in that direction. Cause I think that especially right now with what the kind of writing I'm trying to do and trying to build up to, it requires me to be, you know, in the page every day. Um, so yeah, I guess it, it, it just depends on what the writing is asking of me. Like with this chat book, for instance, like it probably, uh, how to identify yourself with the wound. I keep saying this chat book, but, um, with that chat book that's coming out in, uh, February 1st, it was written in such a place of a lack of confidence, which is, uh, interesting to reflect on that now 
So I feel like I was very much like sporadically writing, okay. um, but also writing at very like late hours, like 11 p.m. after I've worked eight hours and also did everything else that I needed to do. I'm writing, you know, right? Um, and I'm writing out of spite almost, um, and some uh, writing out of spite. Uh, what do you mean? It's like. I say that because uh, most of that book was written um, when I was 23 and 24. I'm 26 now. Okay. And um, I left an MFA program when I was 23. Okay. Um, And it was kind of like, (laughs) I feel like a lot of poems were in this space of like, I don't need this place. I can do this on my own kind of thing. So I'm, you know, working a security (laughs) job or whatever during the day. And then at night, I'm like, I'm not going to stop being a poet just because, like, I'm not, you know, in school for it. Right. right. Um, so that's why I say, like, I feel like a lot of those poems are just out of spite. I like that. Um, when you say you uh, the, the idea of, like, you know, um, lacking the confidence in some of those pieces, how is that looking back at that now that you're, you know, two odd years removed from it and now that it's coming out soon? Um do you feel that uh, do you feel that being that vulnerable was I mean how do you I guess how do you feel now about having been that vulnerable um, to feel like you were writing that in a place where you didn't have all the confidence in the world? Uh, how do you feel about it now? I feel probably like very proud of those moments where I had enough confidence to come to the page um, to to relate, you know, at least what I relay in poems, which is like things that are, you know, from my experience and experience of people like me and around me. Um, it's, it's a brave thing to do. At least I think so. Um, to like try to fossilize those experiences and those needs, um, in poetry. Um, cause a book, you know, in a way is you making something real. Like it's not in your head anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm grateful and I'm proud that, you know, 23 to 24 year old KB did what they needed to do, said what they needed to say. Right. Of course, I'm like saying different things now, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> like I, I have poems in there that I stand by, which is, you know, all you can ask for, I guess. Yeah. How, how do you feel you've changed as a poet over the last two years? Cause it, it seems from, from listening to you, it seems like there's a drastic change. Um, at least the way you're talking about it. So do you feel that it's, that it's that, that large? I mean, the next, cause the next book, you know, when, when we get the next book, um, are we still getting the same KB or who are we getting now? Um, I mean, all of it is me, right? Like I cannot, you know, be anyone but me, even if I was, you know, writing fiction, it is, you know, through the vessel of my experiences in my body. So it's the same me. I definitely think that my voice is different. Like just 23 to 24, I was very much like, what kind of poet am I? Right. Um, what kind of poet do I want to be? Why do I write for me? Why do I write for my target audience? So I feel like, uh, like a, a quote unquote emerging, which I hate that word, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, this chapbook is very much like emerging KB. And I think that freedom house, which is my full length coming out in 2023 is a, a very much more like, like a solid person. Okay. Nice. I like that. Um, 
So as we kind of move toward wrapping up, uh, we always like to talk about who are those, you know, what are you most excited about right now? Who are those people? And we talked a little bit about at the beginning, but, you know, what are those things that you're most excited about right now that's, that's coming out? Um, and then uh, we kind of know what's coming up for you, uh, but, but what's coming up in your world that we can, uh, you know, hold in our hands soon? Yeah, good questions. Um, I think that we are living, honestly, in a renaissance of poetry. There are so many things that I can give you, like so many names that I could say. Um, I am especially excited about um, queer poetics probably right now. Um, Saray Jarrell Johnson is really amazing. Um, Rereading. Uh, right now, um, their collection that came out in Nightboat in, uh, I believe it's 2019, um, when that book dropped. Um, I am rereading, I feel like perpetually, uh, Homie by Dene Smith. Um, because, you know, writing about friendship is definitely like a, uh, interesting, uh, poetic thing that I'm trying out, especially in like newer work. Um, and read, um, dang, I cannot remember the book off the top of my head. It's one that so many people have been talking about. Philip B. Williams' uh, new book. Uh, Mutiny? Mutiny. Yes. Yeah. Um, reading that kind of like a textbook right now, because I'm very much like trying to, <laughs> trying to like, uh, es- especially like, uh, experiment with form. Nice. A little bit more okay. in like current work. Um, and as far as like citing things for me, um, well, my chat book drops um, How to Identify Yourself with a Wound on February 1st, 2022. It's available for pre order right now through Callisto Gaia Press. Um, I also have my full length Freedom House Spring 2023, which is uh, a while away, but it'll creep up on us. And 2023 <laughs> is genuine. That's become the year for poetry right now every, yeah. every major book is just lining up that that it's going to be an insane year so it's really cool that you've got freedom house coming out right in the mix with that that's going to be awesome yeah yeah it's going to be in conversation with so many cool books uh, taylor bice's book is dropping in 2023 too which i'm very excited Bates. about gabriel Bates yeah 2023 it's yeah I, i'm super excited for i and i think you're right the the renaissance that poetry is having right now um it's it's something it's something i haven't seen you know i've been teaching for 20 years now and and you know but at, this is the first time where there's such a youth movement again Mm-hmm. Uh, and such a new grasp of form and language and mm-hmm. just how to how to see words on the page it's it's impressive um and i'm excited that you're a part of that mix yeah uh, thank you thank you absolutely. i'm excited to be here yeah. yeah well thank you so much for hanging out on uh tpq 20 today um and i really look forward to seeing what comes next yeah thank you thank you for having me all right have a great rest of the night You too. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to TPQ20. Please like, review, and subscribe.